With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This, 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 is, is, Fight Disciples. Did you ever believe that your name would be on a poster saying that you'll be fighting to become the undisputed champion of the world? No. No chance. It's been a mad journey, hasn't it? It has me all the way from the Montrose Boxing Club height and suite. It all starts the height and suite uh, with Mark Kinney and stuff. Was that a legal one? Was it a legal <laughs> fight, <laughs> that one? <laughs> <laughs> it all started in, in height and suite with Mark Kinney at Stockbridge ABC. Uh, and I fought a boy called Wayne Brooks, I believe his name was. And uh, no, it wasn't Wayne Brooks. It was it was Brooks anyway. Was uh, this a club show? Yeah. Club and club I was fighting a guy from. It was in the car park outside. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I fought a kid from uh, Saint Helens ABC, and uh, Martin Murray and Brooksy they called him. And uh, I'm not sure if it was Mark Brooks or whatever. Was Brooks, I definitely know that. I always remember turning up, and uh, I was. 15, nearly 16, or 15, not not far off leaving school, and uh, I always remember turning up at the weigh-in, and I was nervous, really nervous, and looking at him, and I remember Mark going, there's the lad you've got, and he, he took his top off, weighed in, in his bills, and he had a hairy chest, <laughs> and I barely had a bit of fluff on you the pitch. You still don't, you still don't. <laughs> I was a late developer, and I barely had a bit of fluff on the pitch, mate, and I am not messing, and, and, and my ass fell through my kicks, uh, and I went, are you sure it's him? Fighting a bloke, someone's dad. He's, he's, he's my uncle, he's massive, he was dead big, he had a hairy chest, he had proper facial hair, and like... I never had even a moustache hair coming through, mate, and I was just, I like I said, I was a late developer, and uh, I'm still hoping to develop now downstairs, to be honest, but that's for another show. <laughs> but from but from that point no, to this point is mad. Yeah, from there, all the way from there to, to where I went from going for Stocky and being under Mark Kinney, who was a brilliant coach, to being with Noel, yeah, to being with Noel Qualis, uh to being with t- the late Terry Quinn, uh, another bra- fantastic man who introduced me to boxing, uh, and then going to, to, to one of the, the greatest coaches I've ever known, and Jimmy Albertina was just, uh, well, the, the greatest person I've ever met in boxing was Jimmy, and, and going from there, it's under ABC, the stories just kept developing. Yeah. And, you know, the bus journeys to Canny Farm was tough. Uh, going in Canny Farm, anyone will tell you, being a South Ender from Wavertree uh, and, and going to, to Canny Farm was an eye-opener. And then going from Wavertree, all the way from Smith, top of Smith Down Road, then get the, the 27 on Lodge Lane, you know, from Wavertree to Toxted, from Toxted through Anfield, from Anfield to, to Scotland Road. People yeah. will tell you, mate, you're talking about, it's not like going from one end of town to the other, it's like you're going through the through different parts of the world when you're going through <laughs> these places. <laughs> when, the way I was dressed from, from leaving the house in Smith Down Road in a velour tracksuit with one big, diamond earring and a black chain on with all diamonds on the cross uh, me hat on sideways leaving <laughs> leaving the south end like that and arriving fitting right in fitting like right in boys. then getting off the train getting off the bus sorry in the north end at the pits on Scotty Road was just amazing I'd walk in the gym and I'd have my headphones on and I'd be bopping to the music as my head going on I'm, I, they must have thought who's this wannabe rapper this absolute donut <laughs> Uh, and they mustn't have realised it was just in my nature and in my genes, all this kind of thing. And I've, I've just, I've, it's been a great time. It's been a great uh, fitting story. And like I say, without them trips and without them things that I've just let you in on, I wouldn't be where I am today. Mm. Like I say, going to Rotunda, Rotunda, one hundred percent was the was the changing point in my life. That was the place that made me realise me, me dreams, made me think I could become a world champion, made me think I could do something for the better in this sport. Jimmy Albertina 100% convinced me and the way he trained me that I could 
become something. So without the four walls with Sunderland, listen, I don't take anything away from the other coaches. Stockbridge, ABC was a great place. Mark Kinney is a brilliant coach. Noel Qualls is a great man, a great coach. Terry Quinn was fantastic for me. But I, I, I was messing around with it then. My life didn't change until I went to return the ABC and, and spent and spent them two years with Jimmy Albertino. They were the, they were just unbelievable. They really were. So I'm know? at this stage now because of them and him. Do you ever think what your life would be like without boxing if you'd never walked into a boxing gym? Where you'd be now? What you'd be doing? Do you know what's funny? Uh, don't say I'd be playing off front for them. No, they'd be rapping yeah. according <laughs> to what we've just been saying. Possibility. I mean, New I'd tunes. De- definitely being on that kind of cliff. <laughs> uh, <laughs> or pretending to be them what they do in the videos, one or the other. <laughs> uh, do you know what? I was actually thinking that today. Today is an anniversary of me and my missus have been. Today, 17 years ago, on this day, I took Rachel the pictures for the first time. Brilliant. So, uh, what you going to see? 51st State. Nice. So uh, with Samuel L. Jackson, it was absolutely horrendous. It is a shocking film. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was terrible. Isn't it, isn't it in Liverpool at one point? Shot in Liverpool. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, we just we went to pictures. I knew her already because I, I knew Neil and you've been, brother. You've been stalking her for a bit. Yeah, been, <laughs> been, been seeing that one a while. Uh, but th- yeah, today was that day. And I was, on my way up here, I was thinking to myself, can you imagine where it'd be? A massive part of me sticking with boxing is down to here because I could have... And I, I genuinely do believe I, I'd be in a bad place now if I never had it. And I never had boxing because I am someone who always wanted the nice things in life. Yeah. And I, let's get something straight. I left school with no qualifications. I was working on nightclub doors at a young age. Uh, I was strapping a bulletproof vest on, standing on a nightclub door, mate, when I was, you know, ridiculously young. And uh, and, and it, it's frightening when I look back, but that's the way I was. And, and that was to get money. And that was all as it was about making money all the time. And then when Rachel got pregnant, being with Rachel was great, but when she got pregnant, everything changed because yeah. I knew I had to do things the right way. Legitimately, was it had to be in a legitimate fashion. It had to be the correct way because it's okay when it's me and Rachel. I was going to still do big things. I was always going to make money. It was, I'm a scouser. I'm always going to make money. It will never go away. Yeah, but the, the main thing with being with her is it made me do it the right way and I'm, and and that purely is solely down to me missus so uh, I do thank her for that and my kids uh, they can look back on their dad and say my dad didn't have to go and do this kind of madness or do this he done it that way the right way uh, I've been fortunate I've done really well financially I've paid all my taxes which I'm absolutely disgusted about <laughs> but I've done it uh, I've yeah, paid all them and, and uh, you know and I've done really well I, I've I set out a goal when I turned professional in boxing to uh, to get myself to 10 properties and have my house paid for. Mm. And, and that got su- surpassed a long time ago. I'll tell you so what I like about you that you haven't changed, that you've just been moaning about golf fees. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not paying that. Mate. How much? I, I couldn't believe it. Ozzy tells me. Ozzy told me what his fees and stuff were. And I just said, did you get a car with that? <laughs> Is that a free bar every time you go in the golf club? But I, I just can't believe how much golf fees are. It's not happening. I'll just keep going and paying a one-off fee. It's not happening, mate. I'm Pay you 12 quid each visit. Some of, the, some of the courses charge 50 quid a go, you know. It's 50 quid to play a bit of golf for you messing. <laughs> if, if I get a free three-course meal with that, I'll consider it. But, you know, you can't expect me to turn up and pay 100 sheets to play and to knock a golf ball around. It's not happening. And then put white socks on and pull them up as well. No, I turn up in my ankle socks. I'll put a nice pair of shorts on, yeah. I'll, I'll even go as far as putting a college shirt on college if, it ma- if it makes you happy. But under no circumstances whatsoever am I turning up, pulling socks up to the ear, looking like I'm going on rainbow with Zippy and Bungle. <laughs> <laughs> it's not happening, mate. It's not going down like that. I love the game of golf. It's a fantastic game, but we need to relax these... Uh, All the rules. These, 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 court, these courthouse, these, these rules. It's, it's a joke. How are you going to cope then? When this is all over, because that, that's that's where that's we thought future. you were going. I thought yeah, you were yeah. going to go on the PGA tour or something. That's what I thought Absolutely. you were going to do. <laughs> I, I'm I'm trying to come to terms with it. I've been doing this for 20 years. I'm 35 now. I've got a lot of grey hairs, and you're not seeing them because I've just had my barber Obi fade me up nice like <laughs> last night, yesterday. Uh, took me son with me. Nice little day out we spent together. Uh, osteopath to to lost souls to see me mate, and then over to. Uh, to me, to me, barber. So the grey is have disappeared a bit. I am getting old. Thanks for reminding me. 
but you know, you're not getting very young. Mate, you? I'm older than you. I'm older than you. Stop it. Are you really? Yeah, still got two years on you, mate. Wow. I know Nick is. All right, leave it there. <laughs> you, well, you, you must have had a good paper now. I like that. Easy life. I like that. I'm not, I like the fact that he didn't notice that you were uh, getting on. Well, well, next to say, he's my elder brother. So. Yeah, well, there's no getting away from yeah. it. There's no lying in that regard. You see, you're trying to come to terms with it then, and we've been laughing mm. today with yourself and Dave about it. And, you know, Dave is very much team Rachel, and you're laughing about it, saying, you know what? You never know. You never know. Listen, we know. Mm. There's nothing more to achieve in the game. You don't need any more money. You don't need any more security. You don't need to prove anything. Don't need else. any more belts. <laughs> you certainly <laughs> won't need any more belts. You know, yeah, more belts no, than Tottenham. But, but they'll always they'll always say I can't beat someone else, won't they? And I don't know when it'll stop when when someone beats me. I suppose so. But do you know what? I always think of the situations I could be in where am I? And and people say, Oh, you're gonna get beat up, you're gonna fail, you're gonna do that. But okay, yeah, you know what? I might fail. And, and and I might fail at a height that that you guys, you might never the people watching this, you might never fail at the heights that I've gonna fail at, but you will never achieve what I have achieved. And and that for me, if if you were gonna live a life where you don't try and strive and achieve the best you can possibly be, mm. then you have already failed. Yeah. yourself by not trying to get the best out of your life. That yeah, you you've can. got to push yourself right to the limit. Yeah. As far I, as you can possibly go. And this is this is this is Mount Everest this of is all the challenges. Limit. This is the limit, mate. This is the boy. This is the one that they say I have no chance against. Uh this is the one they say I can't beat. So I'm doing it. They said they said that though about the last they said two, that about though, the British they? title. They said that about <laughs> the European title. They said that about winning a world title. I know. They I say know. it every time. They do mate. So they you do. can only What can I do? Keep silencing people. What but, did he say after this? Well, that's what I mean. What, what excuse comes next then? Because he wasn't that good. He's not going to be injured. He's, he's not going to be golf. that good. He's not, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're definitely not going to win the PGA Tour. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to I'll show you. Yeah, I'll show you. Uh, There's be, no more chat back now, is there? There's no, no more conversation to be had. There isn't anywhere. Do you know I don't think there is anywhere. Do you know what? They even said I wouldn't take this fight. Yeah, that's the right. The whole world said, so no yeah. way of fighting. No way of fighting. And then now it's, you're going to get beat up. You're going to get beat up. To be fair, when I fought David Hay, it was a fear for his health. He's going to get actually hurt. Yeah, He's going to yeah. get hurt. And then it went from, I'm going to get hurt. Don't forget, though, you bought into that a little bit as well. You sent Rachel and oh, the boys of off on holiday because you didn't want them to be there. I, it's not that I bought into it. I knew he was never going to hurt me. He's got, he can do it, of course. It can happen if I switch off. But in my mind, I was going to get the job done. I knew that. But... The reason I sent them away was is because they they have to listen to him. I yeah. didn't. I never yeah. heard them. I never listened to him say so it it's once. for their own good, really. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They'd happen to listen to that. Of course. Uh, and that's why I sent them away because, you know, like I said to you, there's a few little incidents that's happened with me eldest boy in school and uh, and it broke my heart. It brought me to tears. He, he, me, I phoned my missus as soon as I beat her the first time and she's in Dubai and she's crying on the phone. She said, uh, and our Corey gets up and goes to the phone and he says to his mum, I can't wait to tell them in school now. I told me that I told them my dad had beat them. Yeah. So what's he having to be? Wow. Well, what's, what's yeah. yeah. What conversations is he having in know, school? Yeah. yeah. My dad's going to. Oh, you know what? You, mate, your dad's done it, and your dad's beat him, uh, and your dad's beat beat them all. Who they've said he can't beat. Uh, I have one loss in my career, uh, genuine loss, I think, and and I, it, it's gone on from there. So I don't know, mate. What can you say? It's uh, this is the ultimate test, but. I, I just I just see myself finding a way. As great yeah. as he is and as good as he is, I just know he's going to give me an opportunity. Just, I've just got to be mm. honoured to be able to take it. We, I've had many conversations about this with loads of people in boxing media. I, I'm bet, sure you, I bet you can put on one hand how many have said he's going to actually Oh, absolutely. Do it. But this is the thing. My question back is always, but would you back against Bellew? <laughs> and not one of them say... Yeah, to be fair, I won't back against him. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Because people have lost it. enough money over the years <laughs> yeah, by it. doing it. I just keep, I don't know. I just try and stay on top of things. Uh, and I, I'm always listening to, to, when you listen to someone like Muhammad Ali talk, and I always do, I listen to his speeches, I listen to him just in conversation. You can find things on YouTube, you mm. can find things through SoundCloud of Muhammad Ali talk, and I've been doing interviews, conversations, and it's amazing to listen to someone who just, Believes in himself. When and no one else listened, mate. When he just before he was fighting Sonny Liston, they thought he was clinically crazy. They yeah, thought yeah. he was medically yeah, yeah, yeah. crazy. Mm -hmm. They thought he was insane. So did Liston. Liston thought he was. Nuts. Thought he was absolutely crazy. And then he sits down, and he does a medical before the Liston fight, and the doctor can't believe how low his pulse is. Yeah. 
and he said he's not. They were ready to sign him off. Yeah, they were, they were. They were saying like he's Don't nuts. He's off. absolutely insane. He's just being threatened and something listening by his face pointing at him. He sat down and twenty seconds later, his heart was on something like forty-five beats a minute. And mate, that just says it all. Yeah. It's uh, so I, I I don't ever and mention myself in the same name, but I'm saying that I try and look at the the iconic yeah, legend. Inspiration from that. I yeah. take inspiration yeah. from people like him, and 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 I believe in myself so much, and and that's dangerous sometimes because you can lead yourself down the the garden path, mate, to a very dark place, but. It's it's helped me throughout my career. It's made me believe, and it's made me work as hard as I've worked. Has it helped in your career though? Because listen, every kid that turns pro, you mm. know, I was speaking to young Jordan Gill before. Of course, he wants to become a world champion. Of mm. course, he wants to follow in your footsteps and things like that and achieve his own his own destiny. But first and foremost, he's got a Commonwealth title fight. Mm. You were like, I want to win a British title. Yeah, that was. The I want to win a. Euro- you could have fought for a world title, but you went no. I want to fight for a European title. Mm. Did that help you to keep? Like going because you did it in stages mm. rather than trying to circumnavigate mm. everything and going straight to the top. You were the best in Britain, best in the Commonwealth, like best in Europe. Expectation, innit? Yeah, exactly. I mean, you yeah. didn't put too much pressure on your own no, shoulders, and I, that allowed you to grow and evolve as a fighter. It has, but I wanted to do it the old-fashioned way. So I wanted to be spoke about like the greats from my city. So I wanted to win the British, the Commonwealth, the European. I found them steps were very important to me. And although I fought for the world title, let me sixteen pro fight, the first fight with the, the TAF, mm-hmm. uh, which I thought I won. It's a blessing that I didn't get it mm. because it would have propelled me and tied me into something that I wasn't ready for. Mm. And uh, it really, really is a blessing that it didn't. So I, I went away, reevaluated things, uh, and, and, I, and I, I just went back and done things the right way, mate. And then w- w- upon moving, cru- moving to Cruiserweight was the best decision I ever made. It really was. It seemed the best thing. I'm undefeated since I moved up. I fought my best opponents that I thought of being at this weight. Yeah. Uh, I found a way to victory. I've been behind on points at this weight. I've been knocked down at this weight, got up and looked healthy. Uh, I've won a European title against a, a very good fighter at this weight in Mateus Masternach. Uh, so I've experienced an awful lot of things. I think I've had 32 or 33 pro fights. I've had now whatever it is. Uh, I had 47 amateur fights. So I didn't have a, a massive you know, mm. going back with one of them 150 amateur belt records or that, yeah, I didn't yeah. do that. Uh, I had 47, I, I think I boxed about 20 times internationally for my country. Uh, so everything was crammed into a short space of time, but in that short space of time, there's been I've experienced everything the game's got. Yeah. Everything, besides an Olympic Games, obviously, and, and a big world championships, I haven't had the fortune, fortunate position uh, to, to go to them. But I've experienced everything the pro game can throw at me. I've experienced as much as the amateur game can throw at me. I've fought the best fights in the world, amateur and pro. Uh, and, and it's led me to where I'm at now. And I'm at a point in my life now where I, I'm at, I want to say my peak, but that sounds a bit, what's it called? Uh, what's the word? It sounds a bit... No, I'm at my peak now. At the best well, I've ever been. Oh, right, yeah, 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 it sounds a bit like yeah, plan pot, go and do one. But I'm, I'm a. I'd say mentally, I'm at my peak. I'm the mentally. You strong. now beat any version of you previously. Oh, without doubt, if I yeah. faced any version of me, I, I, I'd get beat up and schooled. I would, yeah. I would figure a way out to, to deal with the things. Uh, so I'm better now than I've ever been. Uh, I'm coming. I, I, don't get me wrong. I mean, it's much harder physically to do it at this age. Of course, but you manage your body an awful lot better as you get older. So I I, I, I monitor the rest periods, I monitor even the, the, the tracker I've got on yeah. my arm today, the polar beats, things like that that I've been doing this last camp. You monitor everything so much more stringently. You you know, you take the notes down, you do everything the correct way. And it, I didn't do that when, you know, two years ago because I was still young and think I could do the, the three sessions a day all the time and, you know, 11 sessions a week and then you can attack the weight and all you just learn. You learn to adapt. You learn to adjust, and uh, and I just feel now, mate, I'm at the stage where I'm ready for the Mount Everest challenge. When you when you pinged hair the second time, mm. me and him sat there. We had a right drink on you, mate. So thank you very much for that. We we enjoyed it. We thought that's it. That's that job done. We'll you know we'll probably see him every now and again. That's it. Yeah, I felt a bit emotional. I was thinking, <laughs> can't wait to get him on a golf course. <laughs> bat him. Yeah, he is. He's gonna, yeah, no, he's going to be good at golf. I'm not going. I'm not going with him yet. Not for a while. But, but then I'm watching the World Boxing Super Series, right? Mm. And I'm sat there in my living room, and the first name. Out of Usyk's mouth. Not thank you, coach. Thank no. you, friends, family for viewing everything. Tony I've Bell, got all the belts right. Where's Tony Bell? That's yeah. it. Where's Crazy. he at? What's yeah. it like 
being on the receiving end of it because I've done it for so many years. <laughs> you, have, you have, you've, you've, you know, you've had your targets, you've called them out, and yeah. then it's ended up being materialised. Now you're on the receiving end of it, man. I used to turn up at every fight with an agenda. Yeah, every fight. Mate, I I got David Hayter to commentate at the BJ Flores fight. Yeah, I've yeah, always yeah. Had, I have yeah. always had an agenda. Uh, and fair play to Alexander Usyk. He obviously had an agenda when he, he beat Morat Gassiev. Uh, and I shouldn't have even been watching that. I was on my honeymoon. I was in Mykonos having a beautiful time with some with some very good friends of mine. Uh, and I was being looked after and, and then I found myself watching this fight on a phone. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> and that was the end of it, mate. He's, you know, f- he's got four belts on. He says my name, and it's, it's tr- it just spells trouble. I, you know what? I didn't even need him to say my name at the end. The minute I was watching this man on the phone, I know, I, I know, I'm not retired, am I? Yeah. You know, what are you doing watching boxing on the phone? Yeah, if you're why you bothered? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, why? Why did you even care? And of then course. she just looked at me and she said, "Why are you watching that?" And I was like, "It's all right. Don't worry about it. Be it's back fine. in a minute." Yeah. And uh, she wasn't happy. And then I she's on a running move, mate. Of course, she's not happy. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get to the end of the night and she's talking to strangers and uh, I got on the phone to, to, to their long legs and just said make it I don't care what you'd have to do make it and he went are you sure and I just said you make this fight I will take his chin off and he just went you're, you're not you know you're crazy and I just went I'm not I said I'm going to beat him and he went I think he, he said I know you can I said no no I'm going to beat him no matter, I don't care what anyone thinks I'm going to find a way it's going to be hard. Yep. I just hope on November the 10th, he beats the fight out of me. I don't want no one two-round blowouts. I, I don't need that. I need this fella to beat on me for a bit. I need I need to come out of this ring knowing I've had enough. I don't need this fight to go quick. So, Alexander, if you are watching, please do not say daily. Do not go into the gunfight with a cap gun. Don't do it. I'm not giving you advice. You don't need it. Mm. You're the, one of the greatest fights in the world. But this can't end early, mate, because I, I need to leave this game alone. And if I do this early, uh, I'm going to have to have a talk to myself. I talk to myself all the time anyway. <laughs> this, it's not it's not money. Loads no, of people, lo- money. Loads of people have, again, brought that up. It's not money. Def- I can understand. It's not money this time, mate. Trust me, I could have stayed at heavyweight. Mate. And end the fortune. <laughs> Listen, you don't need you don't need to fight again. Don't give me that nonsense, right? Is it all the belts? Is that the is that the was that the attraction at the start? Yeah, yes. The the belts, the the dream of of doing something that I never thought. Of. I've always studied boxing, watched it. I remember seeing the great Evander Holyfield with yep. a number of belts over his waist, but he didn't he didn't never held all all four at cruiserweight. No. So I watched him with the belts. I've watched Mike Tyson draped in the belts of heavyweights. I've watched some of the the legend, the iconic figures that I've watched. You know, your Marvin Hagler's draped in belts yeah. and it's just well, been it's, rare. it's it's crazy, mate. So in any weight division, to yeah. have all four in a ring magazine belts I always, or five in in, in, in reality. Yes. I always, I always told Nick I can be world champion. I always, you know, mate, I was telling people in the Montrose, in the Montrose yeah, Club in Anfield, I can be world champion. Yeah. I'm the best amateur this city's ever produced that I can't, but I'm You weren't that guy, were you? I'm I do a bit, me. I do a bit, and then you're shadowing yeah, them and all that type of <laughs> stuff. One of them semi-pro boxes. <laughs> hey, lad, I'm semi-pro. Want to see me, lad? Sem- <laughs> semi-pro? Smoke coming off the mountains, mate. Not. I'm telling you, I was I was flying back in the day when I was an amateur, and I used to, I was, I was getting on ropes after, I knocked a fella out in the novice final in the under 10 fan, I knocked him clean out in six seconds. I put him clean asleep. It's, it's still a record as far as I know. And I put him fast asleep, one left hook, night, night. And I climbed, and when I look back, Mick McAllister's got the video. And when I look back, I climbed on his corner of the ropes in the red corner. And I screamed to my voice, I am the best amateur this place has ever seen. Mate, I was having, I was having me ninth amateur fight. <laughs> And I was saying, I am going to be a world champion. And this poor kid was asleep. Catatonic. He was out clean on the floor, just stone cold out. And I was screaming these obscenities to the world. And uh, You're a disgrace, Bobby. I am, a I am a disgrace. So this is oh, not new. Uh, I've lost even track what we were talking about now. But that's what I was doing, mate. And that's how much I've believed in myself all the these belts, years. The belts being the attraction, so you know what I mean? I'm at the stage now where I'm trying to do things that, 
that, that everyone says I can't do and things that I could have only never dreamed possible. Yes, I did I think I could win a world title. Deep down, I thought I'm good enough, but will, will I get the opportunity? I realised at a very, very early stage in my professional boxing career, it's not about how good you are. Mm-hmm. It's about can you take the opportunities when they arrive at your doorstep. And some there's many fighters better than me who haven't won a world title, far better fighters mm-hmm. than me. Uh, and it's because they just didn't take the opportunities at the right time or, or for certain circumstances it didn't fall in their way. Uh, but or ultimate, belief. Yeah, or belief, belief yeah, but yeah. ultimately yeah. you've got to... It, it, the, the book stops with you. Yeah. As a fighter, you have to take your opportunities. No one else's fault. Yeah. It's down to you. Mm-hmm. And I've been able to take my opportunities when they've come. I've won a world title, but no matter what, I could never have dreamed that I would be fighting for all four of the belts in the ring magazine belts. It was the never in my wildest dreams. So when that opportunity came, that's what it was all about. Yeah. Uh, we sat down with Usyk's team, well, Eddie did, and he come back to me and I told him what I wanted. Uh, the terms were agreed upon immediately. Mm. Uh, he gets his fee and uh, everything was agreed. So, you know, I, I could have I been a bit of a diva. I could have said, listen, I'm walking the ring second. Uh, I'm, I'm everything's in my. I could have done that, but I didn't. I said, yeah. "Listen, I respect him. He's the champion of the world. He's fantastic. He's amazing at what he does. Let's Goes everything. Do yeah, let's just let's do, do it. it. You know, I take the home corner on the night. That's not a problem. But uh, he's. It is what it is, mate. You he, like walking first, anyway, mate. It gives you something to climb. Uh, do you know yeah, what? Exactly. It, do, it doesn't bother me. No, no. I'm a little dance me. in the ring yeah. today. Yeah. I've done that before. That psychological stuff. Fair, whether you walk first, whether you walk second, it makes no odds, mate. We're going to punch each other in the face. And, you know, let's just see who can get the better of it. But I couldn't pass up. So, yes, when I first signed up to it, it was all about the belts. I didn't care about the money. I didn't care about the venue. I didn't care about where it was. I just wanted to fight a man for all the belts. As I've gone further into the camp and as the harder it's gone, especially with the dieting and the loneliness, and I'm still suffering from what happened last year in my life. It's still on my mind all the time. Uh, it, It just, I don't know. It It's... It's gone past the belts now. It's not about the belts anymore. No. So what's it about now then? About is it about him. legacy or? It's about him. It's just about him. It's about just, him. just wanting to be too sick. It's just about and now is, him. is that fueled because everyone's saying you can't beat him? Uh, that's part of it. Uh, another part is. And the, he's saying you can't. Is the pure him. way he looks at me uh, and tells me that you you can't beat a man who's invisible. Don't talk nonsense to me, lad. You know, you're not invisible. You know, of course you know. Just like I'm not Superman. So let's just be reasonable here and be honest you're not invisible and I'm not Hercules so you know we're going to find out on November the 10th just how invisible you really are because believe you me I am not going to follow this man round and do this yeah that will not happen I refuse to let that happen now listen could he beat me yes because I'm a realist in a real way of course Alexander Usyk can beat me I'm a normal man can he beat me by me just standing there and just putting my hands up and accepting defeat? Absolutely not. I will never accept defeat. I will never give in. I will never back down. And I will keep on trying. So if you're going to beat me and you're going to stop me like you think you can, you're going to have to nail me to the canvas because I am not more Gassiev and we'll just give up after three yeah. rounds. We, when you watched that fight with Gassiev when you got back from your honeymoon, no doubt you've watched it since now. Mm. I've only watched watching it, it on. He was watching it on the only moon, mate. I've, yeah. I've, watched, I've watched a lot. I've, I've only watched it twice in full. Because Gassiev, you know, was poor, poor that night. He made him look good. It, but it's not that the fact that he was poor on that night. It was always going to go like that. Me yeah. and Eddie had a side bet, and Eddie thought Gassiev was going to win. And I said he hasn't got a chance. He hasn't does not. I said he's a flat footed dangerous puncher. But that's what he is. Mm. I, I'm not taking nothing away. More Gassiev is a formidable, fantastic yeah. fighter. You know. He's in the top three cruiserweights in the world because of his destructive power and his willingness to trade and his durability. That's why he's there. But on that night, look at his corner. Even Abel Sanchez was saying to him, we've trained for three months. Why are you doing this? It's not that why is he doing it. He wasn't allowed to do anything else. Yeah. And he was, you know, he couldn't change. You can't turn in from a flat-footed fighter to a quick-footed fighter who needs to close the distance quickly. Alexander Usyk's greatest strength is his feet. His feet are his greatest asset. It's nothing to do with his fantastic hand speed and his and of, of how these silly dances that he does. It's his fantastic feet. His footwork is exceptional. Mm. Very much like Vasily Lomachenko yeah. is his gym mate. Uh, it's all about his feet. And you've got to be able 
to do something. You've got to be able to dictate to him where his feet go. Yeah. And the only way you can do that is if you have good feet too. And lucky for me, the fat boy has good feet too. I've always had good feet, and that's that's been that was one of the things that was drilled into me. That was under ABC. Yeah. We all all of us had good legs. We all had good legs, mate. We've just it's a rotunda way. Yeah. We have good legs, and and it's ingrained in us. Uh, and then from that, I learned a new way to box up on coming up here to Dave Caldwell. I believe I've got the best professional coach in, in boxing in this country, uh, and I, and and I don't always come out and say them kind of uh, big remarks, but he's just a fantastic coach. You added so much to my game. I had so much more to learn on the professional stage, but it made me. I, I do things differently now. I don't. I take. I'm, you look at me. I'm 35. I've had 30 odd fights. I've fought at a world level since my 16th fight. I've won British Commonwealth European titles. You usually see fighters like me, and without trying to blow my own trumpet, the, the nose is cut off on the face. Yep. They've got that much scar tissue and damage that absolutely smashed in. The face is a little bit banged up. I, I like to look in the middle and think I'm not that banged up. I've got a few marks, cuts and bumps, but I'm not. And I talk well. I can I can spell. <laughs> I can read. I can write. I can do. Every, yeah, I can do every. I can do the same things I'm doing now when I left school. Yeah. On an intellectual level, on 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 you know on that kind of stage. So. I like to think I've, I haven't took too much of my career and and the, a, a big part of that is the last five, six years. Yeah. I think it's six years of my career what I've been doing here because we focus an awful lot on Dave doesn't train, fighters all the same. You come here and you have, you've, you know, you've, you've come here with a style. It, 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 it's yeah. his job to improve your actual style. Of course. He, you can't come here mm. and he turns me into a, an endurance fighter who walks forward with his hands up for 12 rounds. That, that can't happen. Or he can't turn me into an Ingle fighter who fights in two different styles. One minute he's a southpaw, the next minute he's a clown, the next minute he's a puncher. Mm. That, so he didn't ever try to do that. He worked on certain attributes to add to my game what I already had. Mm. And he took into context, right, you do this well, you do that well. We need to work on this, this and this. And progressively over the years, I have become such a more complete fighter I, I'm I'm pretty wise in defence uh, I trade at the right times it, it, nothing is luck in my career means I, I have not got lucky I've just got better mm. and I've found ways to do things like I say it's funny how when I get into trade offs when I get into exchanges and fights I think only once in my career I've come off second best and that was against Stevenson and, and I will never make excuse for that loss to the better man on the night but there's a big difference between me and that, me then and me now mm. yeah absolutely so, you know and I have a big part of that is down to me coach Dave Caldwell like I said he's a fantastic coach who doesn't get the respect and you know why he doesn't get the respect and the, the credit he deserves because he's not someone who's always putting on social media how great a coach he is I've had 25 and all this week uh, this is me 26 win with me fighters on the spin this is me uh, this is my fight this is this is my fight to doing this, this is my fight to doing that. Yeah, he puts videos up for saying stuff like that, but it's never ever to compliment the work he does with himself. Never does he say, right, I'm teaching a fighter this today. Never is it, look at my fighter doing this, look at my fighter doing that. It's just, yeah, we're doing this, doing a bit of that, doing a bit of this, and, and it's never so. I feel the need that you need to say, well, forget what he's saying. Look at what they're doing. Look yeah. at his fighters. Look at the look, look at the level that. Look at the level that. I mean, when, when we got older, I remember Jamie and Gav McDonald. Coming here, all I remember going to text with Mola Musical in a in a in a state of panic. Jamie McDonald had no coach. His coach refused to get on a flight mm. to go out to Texas on the day of the f on the day before the the flight was going. So Dave was his manager time. I had to go out there. He asked me could we go because I was fighting. I was getting ready for the big fight at the time, and I said to him, he said to me, I can't go without you. You know, you're the only boxer to train. But I'm manager. This kid, he's asked me to go out and train him because I'm his manager. Yeah. And I didn't know Jamie McDonald too. And I said, you know what? He said, I need you to come with me because I'm training you for the fight, obviously. So I said, I'll tell you what. I'll come with you. We'll go. I couldn't believe how limited these two lads were. And I couldn't believe Jamie McDonald being a world champion, doing what he's doing. This lad ate pizza on the day of a weigh-in and the day of a fight. This lad had never done sprinting sessions in his life. This lad had never lifted a weight. This lad had no idea about things like lateral movements or counter-punching, catching and countering in fights. And it's unbelievable to think mm. he was taught all that at a world level. You've got Jordan Gill come here now. And believe you me, 
this kid's going to be the boy. Mm-hmm. When he gets, when it fits into place for this kid, when it clicks. It's gonna, he's going to be the boy. He has so much ability, natural athletic ability, and a really good boxing brain on him. He's very, very intelligent. And then you've got Fowler here, who, in my opinion, is probably going to end up the city's most exciting fighter of all time. He will end up being. I've seen. I've heard you say that before. He's going to end up being the most exciting fighter our city's ever seen. I've seen him in here. I'm telling you now, the Spartans. I've seen him with a Kazakh in here, and I'd have paid. Yeah, and, and I'm telling you now, they absolutely mulled each other. And, and you know, if I get the better of it, yeah, but and the two of them finishing, they look both look at me as if to say, Great dad, in it after they finished, and that big who's got the biggest bollocks. And I looked at them and I just said, And they would tell you, I said, What planet are you two on? <laughs> I said, Did you think you gain anything from that? You've just knocked how many weeks off or years off your careers, and, and to show who's got the biggest balls in the gym, that's not good. Yeah, that's not happened. You don't come in here to prove you saved them for fight night. You haven't got many of them in yet, but he's mad. Yeah, and I'm trust me, he will end up one of the most exciting fights if if the co- if he can listen to the coach as much as the likes of Gav do. Yeah, and the other lads do. He, he'll he'll go quite far and win quite a few things. He'll surprise a lot of people because mm. he, he he looks limited from the outside. He looks ve- he's got a, he's got a look that I have looks very easy to beat. Yeah, someone who you look at and go, he's not very good and he's crap. But when you get in with them. He hits a bit harder than you thought he would. He's a bit harder to it than you thought he'd be. Yeah. Mm. Uh, you know, he's a, he's a lot bigger than you thought when you you saw little things like that start adding to his thing. So it, you'll just see me as I say. I don't want to go on and, and pressure the lads too much, but uh, I I hope he gets the credit he deserves because a big what I've done in my career at these late stages. You know, but the second half of my career I've given to Dave Calder. I've been professional for this is my eleventh medical coming up. Uh, and I'm going to be getting my medical once again at Fit to Fight. Fit to Fight. Good plug. On brand, as always. <laughs> I love it. I'm getting my medical at Fit to Fight. Uh, yeah, but you do know that they'll last for 12 months, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> the, the beautiful, <laughs> the lovely Anne Pete. Uh, she's been like an angel yeah. throughout my boxing career for me. She's always been there. And Tony as well, next mother and father. So. Uh, I'll get my last medical done. You're just going to ask her for a three-monther? Is that what it is? Yeah. Just give me three months. <laughs> three months, is that a third of the price, please? Because uh, you <laughs> know it's, you know, obviously it's a massive fight, a massive opportunity. It's the ultimate the ultimate finale. But are you doing rounds here with Dave, training day-to-day, you know, getting in the car to drive home and thinking, wow. No. You know. No, no. The, the sessions are running down. No. I'm going to miss this. You no, know, you love it. You, as much as you say, I've been doing this fucking long enough, Baba. You love the game. You love boxing. I, I love fighting, mate, but I don't love the brutality and the pain I go through week by week. And it's hard, mate. It, 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 it taxes your body. Maybe we could set up a new franchise, right, where, where people don't have to train. And we'll just put an eye on. It's called White Collar. Yeah. <laughs> and it's all of the out there, yeah. don't worry. I think it's you, called the EBF. I think it's yeah. called the organisation. You, you just rock up, just have a scrap, go on, done. No so trainings. I love, I love the fighting. It's just, it's so, so hard to... To camp, just, the camp, getting yeah, yourself to the point. It's, it's not the fight, mate. It's not mm. the fight. I live for fight night. I love it. But it's, it's being away. Mm. I'm at the stage in my career now where I have to stop being selfish. Yeah, this is the last time I'm going to be selfish and put myself first. I've got to stop it. You know what? I feel bad, mate. I feel terrible at sometimes when I look at my family and think I shouldn't even be doing this. I don't have to do it no more. That's what I think. Yeah, and that's I, the I whole say thing. To myself, I'm being selfish, putting myself first again. But then my friends say to me, "You're doing it for them. You're not being selfish." And but when is enough enough? Yeah, you know yeah. What I mean, so I've got it. This is it, mate. This well, is this, this one's it. an easy argument to have in it. This one, you know, well, she, for think, all the belts, this is an easy argument. I think she gets it, but what her what her reasoning was and what what made her so scared and frightened was all the way through. I kept saying, even before the Garcia fight happened, I said to her, "I can beat this fella, but I have to take a lot of stick." And and she kept listening to that. And then she calls me the when I said I'm taking the fight. She's your fault then. Yeah, I know. You programmed her now to <laughs> I think. Know. And I said, I to beat him, he's got to go in a war. Yeah, and that's and that's what she didn't like. But then I said to her, listen, in my whole career, you've seen me come home and piss blood twice. You've seen me have my eyes closed twice. Uh, you've seen me have banging headaches once, maybe twice. In me in thirty plus fights, seventy plus fights in my career. So, you know. I don't take much stick, love. I'm not. No. And then when I when I broke Usyk down and really studied them and thought about his can and can't do's, I don't need to take massive amounts of stick at all. That's yeah. the frightening thing. I do not need to take massive amounts. Of stick. I always knew. I told her in the hay fights. Trust me, he ain't hitting nothing. Yeah. 
mm. and she was like are you sure and i was like babe listen he's not gonna hit me he's not gonna catch me I, you don't understand he's very fast for a heavyweight yeah he is not fast for a light heavyweight slash cruiserweight slash coming up to heavyweight so yeah. i've been in with much faster fighters than david hey maybe not as powerful he's the most powerful one i've ever been in with but i just knew going into both fights i was going to make him miss and nobody in david hayes whole career ever just goes in to make him miss for a few rounds everyone wants to catch him because they think he's vulnerable everyone yeah. who's fought david hayes tried to beat him as thought get him before he gets me because he's vulnerable he goes down you can knock him out just break him down watch david hayes career and watch what happens after he's after he misses for two or three rounds no one makes him do it but i knew what would happen i'd sparred him 10 years earlier yeah. i knew what happened after two or three rounds when the explosiveness starts to come down a notch when his reflexes start to slow it a little bit he's there yeah and i knew that and people just didn't believe me once again didn't listen but i knew i just knew me and there and so she was confident especially going into the second day fight even though sent her away again i knew i, I knew most, i'd always I think most people were by then yeah they were fully the convinced fight me she was oh, yeah. she was scared because although she says to me you're nuts and you just say mad things and i said yeah but i don't i never say outlandish things or crazy things that are just out the ball yeah, yeah. you believe i've got a, a there's there's belief the, yeah. there's a reason why yeah, i think yeah, yeah. it can happen so i knew with david there's reasons love why i'm saying this with Usyk, the same fight ain't going to be as, as 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 hard and damaging for me as people believe he is not going to rattle five and six off my chin because let me tell you if he stands in front of me and rattles five or six off he will pay very dearly very quickly no one has ever been able to stand in front of me and rattle five six punch combinations off without getting one back and I don't care. I might not be the biggest puncher on the planet, or I might not be this one punch hit. And I'm not Gerald McLennan. Uh, I'm not Lennox Lewis or Anthony Joshua or Deontay Wilder with the big, massive one punch. But believe you, me, mate, I hit hard enough to put you asleep at any moment. And I only need one. I've proved that with fighters who've never been knocked out before. I've proven that with fighters who've never even been on the floor before. People can say whatever they want about David Hay, but one thing that isn't gone is. No one said he was shot when he stood on them scales. No one said he was an old man when he got on them scales. No one said he was an old man before the first fight. I flattened him. I put him down about four times. He's never been down four times in his whole career. So, you know, uh, Ilunga Macabre had never been put asleep in his life. BJ Flores had never been... I think he's still asleep, isn't he? Macabre? <laughs> he's had a couple of fights back. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. an actor, mate. Trust me, he's a dangerous man. And yeah, I wouldn't yeah. like to take another belt off him. Uh, BJ Flores... I'd never been stopped until I absolutely mauled him. Uh, there's, there's just things that I do to fighters and they don't come back the same. So we'll see. We'll, we'll see on this fella. But trust me and believe me, this fella is not just going to beat me up and I am not going to follow him around the ring and admire him. I have not. At no point in this fight will I think I'm beaten. At no moment will I give up. At no stage will I say, oh, he's good. Yeah. I can't win this. At well, no stage. Yeah. No, no, that can't happen. I couldn't, I couldn't look myself in the mirror. If I said I ever gave up, I couldn't do it. And and you know what? I wish I could. Because mm. you know if I could, you know if I had a switch in me where you go switch, that's enough. And there's some fights who I've got it. I've seen it over the years. Some fights are just, and there's no shame in it. Yeah. If a fighter just says, I've had enough. I've had enough. I can't take any more. Fair play. At least you got in the ring and give it a go, lad. But I can't. And that's that. That's sad. That's embarrassing because I've got so much to lose. I've got a young family that need me. But I can't do that, mate. I can't give it. But in a way, you've accepted this is going to be your last fight. So in a way, you're ready to flick the switch. After November the 10th, when you wake up Sunday morning with the five belts around you, you can flick that switch and go, okay, bam, done. I hope. I, that's, why I need, that's why I need a real fight, mate. That's why I need, I need it to be hard. Because I, I need to wake up Sunday and think, oh. Mate. You need to be black and blue. Mate, yeah. Just to go, okay, that's No it. one should, I shouldn't say that, should I? But I, I do, mate. I need... I need it to be a mess, and I don't. And, and I'm past care now. Waking up with broken hands, I've done it too many times. Waking up with broken hands and injured, injured bones and stuff like that. That, that, that's a, that's already a given. I'm waking up. My hands are going to be smashed on the Sunday. So that I, I, that I need to wake up and think, I cannot do this anymore. It, it is over. I, that has to happen, mate. Because if if this ends quick. <sighs> just a disaster you're a mad bastard mad mad bastard <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Listen, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, Thank man. you. Absolute pleasure. Thank you. You'll I have can. to come back on. Like, we'll, do, we'll set a golf podcast up or something like that. You can do, do that. Show, yeah. I promise you. Uh, after, we, after you re-emerge. I'm going to go missing. 12 I, months after the fight. I, I am going to go missing. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to go missing after this fight for, for a bit of time and, and spend a bit of quality time. I've got, I've got a nice festive period planned uh, all I've got to do mate is get through one more night healthy and safe that's all I've got to do one more night and, and then my life starts I, I can then become like I said before a proper father and like I say people will say you're already a proper dad but it's not fair to miss everything it's mm. not fair to miss the, the nice things and the good things and the school runs and the, the football school plays the footy matches yeah. or whatever it is I've missed all them mate yeah, yeah. and I've put and I've put and I've been selfish, and yes, I've done it to give them a better life, and we live at the best... Listen, I live a best life I could possibly imagine. So I was getting up yesterday morning on my day off. I was done in, and uh, and, I, and I thought... I bought my kids quads a few years ago, and I thought, you know what, surprise me, boys, come on, going on the quads. Mum's going out shopping for a bit, food shopping. Uh, if she's going clothes shopping, mate, I've got to go. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to go. You never Keep know an eye on it. Keep console that plastic. <laughs> never, never know where that can lead. Uh, so, it's so only the, the one fight yeah. off. Like, better make it two. Yeah, Eddie, I need a phone ward again. <laughs> so, uh, so she got she went out to get the food then to to sort out her Sunday dinner and the kids. Uh, I'm stuck on body feels Sunday dinners for me, mate. No roast for me. So I then went to to take the kids out on the quad. So I went to my friend's farm, uh, and we just got the kids out on the quad. And I was standing there just thinking, boss, this boss, mate. Mm. My kids just get get out on quads and meet the lad who I know who's got fine. He's got a buggy there. Like it's a quad, but a buggy kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. So he's sitting me flying around me and our Carter. He's five, he's always going, Dad, go faster, faster, <laughs> doing skids in it and I'm big turns. And, and it's just, it's lovely to be able to give them things that, mate, listen, I've come from nothing. I've come from my parents. I've got brilliant parents. I've got a lovely mother, a lovely father. Uh, don't get me wrong, I come from a broken home, but I've got good parents <laughs> who always tried to give me the very best he possibly could in life. My father had two, three jobs. My mother had two jobs. They all, we both worked hard. They instilled values and great values in me. I'm very proud of my parents and I'm very thankful for what they've done. But understand where I'm from and where we were living and what we had. Amazing. Compared to what I'm doing now, it was nothing. And it's a dream. It like that now. No, <laughs> it's, a, it's been a dream. It's been a dream come true. So I'm very proud of the life and I just want to spend it with them. Yeah, I want to enjoy Everything that I've been, I'm gonna be retired at 35. I mean, what manager is retired at 35 in his job? He never, if, if I don't ever have to want to work again, I don't have to. Yeah. And that isn't because of this fight, that's because of just the, the previous fights, whatever. But that's the position I've got myself to, and I'm very, very happy with where my life's gone because my life could have been so much worse. Like I say, strapping a bulletproof vest on to go to work, mm. my dad helped me strap it on me. They were the, day, the days you're looking at, mate, and telling people, telling you on the door, you're getting shot tonight, and things like that. So, that's what I've come from, and to be where I'm at now is uh, I'm very privileged. So you can all listen and hear and see what I've said tonight. Uh, thank you to you two for following the sport because without your guys, you guys' coverage, people Wait. like us don't hear the stories. It's been mad. It's You've been a mad it. journey. Nick was, uh, so as journey. you know, Nick was following me. I was there me. at the Nova CBA. Was a kid, yeah. Nick was Writing there. Writing reports saying, this bell, you. He's yeah. nuts. He's not good enough. <laughs> <laughs> He's not up too much. He's just a puncher. <laughs> Scraped the decision against Mick Carroll. It's not oh, up too much. Oh, Jesus Christ, them days. <laughs> that was my first ever ABA title. That was my first year in the full ABA. I was 81 kilos, and just before we go, a very quick story. I was 81 kilos, just won the this novice. The KFC story. No, no. I just won the novice on the 20s, and uh, this was in the November. The ABAs were going starting in the March of the following year. Mm -hmm. I'm in the November the, the year before. Wins the novices, gets to December. We get in the gym, uh, and the coaches say, "Right, there's there's all three lads can't go in at 81. My me, Paul Key, and Mick Whitty." We're all going in the ABAs at 81. Joey Ains goes going in at 81. He's the, I think he's the reigning ABA champion at the yeah. time. Or he, it's, he's, he's won the ABAs no yeah. matter what. He might not be the reigning ABA champion. Courtney Fry was the main man at the time. Courtney Fry's in Liverpool as well. All round at 81 kilos. Okay, Sam, we're all doing 81. Mick Whitty goes, tell you what, lads. I'll go to 91. Bell, you and Key can do 81. And then, they, you know, they can draw it off or whatever. Yeah. But I said, well, I won't box Key no matter what. Okie doke. Two weeks before the ABAs is about to start, Mick Whitty comes in the gym. 
listen lad, I'm 86 kilos, I just can't get this weight on. I was 83 kilos at the time. And I went, lad, I'll do 91. <laughs> I remember John Doolan going, no chance lad, no chance Duke. Michael McCall's going, listen lad, you can't just go from 83 kilos to 91. I said, just give us this weekend off. <laughs> I said, you watch me one you, weekend. You, you watch. So on the Friday, I left Rotunda ABC at 83 at kilos. <laughs> I turned up at Rotunda ABC on Monday night at 91.5 kilos. <laughs> KFC got, got raided. <laughs> there wasn't even Nando's then. <laughs> so I just ate and ate and ate. And I was 91.5 kilos on the Monday. I always remember. And Duke and Mick just went, I'll tell you what, lads. We're going to let him go in for the experience. That's what the word said to me. I said, go in for the experience. I'm going to win it. <laughs> and he went, listen, you're having it. you've had, I think I'd had 14 amateur bouts. No, I'd had, I won the ABA title in my 16th bout. I had four. So I was fighting me, tw- I'd had 12, 12 bouts. I had 12 or 11, 11 or 12 bouts. And I went, lad, I'm going to win the ABAs. The reigning ABA champion was in the championships. His name was Mick O'Connell, the Navy boy. Yeah. He was the reigning champion. First fight, I draws Mick O'Connell. Nick Pete writes a report in the Echo. Says I was terrible that night. Stunk the place out and got a de- lucky to get a decision, I was. <laughs> <laughs> me, dad was f- me dad was furious. <laughs> <laughs> me dad was saying, who's this Nick Pete? <laughs> and, and I said, "Don't worry." I said, "Dad, we've got to learn to be. We've got to learn with these journalists. They're on our side. When I start performing to the ability, I can't. I can do it." Next fight in was Sam Sexton, England international, wow. seventy plus fights, Everton Park, uh, four down in the last round, and I dropped him in the last round, uh, giving this counting. And I've, I've never seen an amateur do it. He was absolutely gone on his feet. He snapped the buckle on his head, God, and I was flipped in the ring. I hit him. He get, goes down, gets up, and he, he's stumbling around. He just got his, he got the strap on the on the guard and just ripped it off the guard. And I was screaming, "He's a cheat! What's he doing? <laughs> Carry on fighting!" And this referee went, "Shut your mouth and get back to the corner." I was going, "He's fucking cheating!" <laughs> and it took about five minutes to get a new guard for him. And 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 so he survived. But I ended up winning anyway by five points that night. Uh, after him, I went on to face Junior McDonald. Uh, I beat him in the semi-final in Portsmouth and then in the final I faced the reigning ABA champion Mick O'Connell and I absolutely schooled him and beat him 11-1 on points and then, and then was the he more, were you more complimentary then when oh, you wrote something about I was on the team oh, then I was fucking <laughs> oh he was on there he was, was well on board head of the supporters club by then man. Mate, he was we're going to win a world title after that <laughs> <laughs> he was chairman of the Bomber Belly Productions then he's the treasurer of my club <laughs> so uh, mate we, we just went from Stenzer and then all that time I was telling so all them years ago I don't know how many years ago that will have been that was I think 2002 so that's it. Rachel. I was with Rachel at this point, and yeah. I remember telling the girl, "Listen, I'm going in the ABAs. I'm going to be a world champion. You know, big licks, soft bollocks, earring in, chain on, and all that, the Lord's tracksuit. Girl, I'm going to be world champion." She was just going, "Don't be ridiculous." Do you know what she used to say? It's not even boxing. You've got head guards on. <laughs> As if it hurts. You're not going to be even be boxing in five years' time. You just, it's just a hobby. That's what she'd say to me. So it's not like I met this bird and like she, he's gonna be. A, she just thought he's a plant yeah, pot, yeah, yeah. but he's just. You'll get nice a proper person. job one day. Yeah, you'll get a proper job. Well, I did get a proper job. I was working in the pillar factory that year. That was the year I was working in the pillar factory. Yeah. Six in the morning till four in the afternoon, and then we go from the sorry seven in the morning till four in the afternoon from the pillar factory to Rotunda, from Rotunda to home. The glory, glory days. So in twelve months, when he's looking like Naz, I'm um, not gonna look like Naz. <laughs> I'm not. Come and join don't, us. Don't be, what's wrong with Naz anyway? Naz no, is a legend. I, I, Naz is shit an absolute legend. I think you should finish. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. You know nothing about boxing. Adam, Adam, this is going to sound harsh. I'm out. This is going to sound harsh, but I think you should finish. That's it. It's over. Listen. On that note. Top man. Top man. Top Thank man you very much, Thanks, boys. Man. Pleasure. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.